welcome to the Pick Truth Podcast, where we read confessions that people send us or that we find online and rate them based on their level of heat. The truth can range from a bell pepper to a Carolina Reaper. A bell pepper is a very mild truth. A poblano is a truth that can irritate others. A jalapeno is spicy. A Thai chili has me judging you very hard. The Reaper is a truth that you should take to your deathbed. Listen, laugh, and learn what happens. When the only option you have left is to pick truth. Welcome back to another episode of Pick Truth. I'm your host, Dr. Vicki Harris. I'm here with my co-host. Lamont Hearn And I'm here to bring the heat. It's another week to hear a lot of uh, fun confessions and all the other good fun things. But start this episode off talking about my youngest son. Uh, I think somebody has fed him magic growth hormones or something of that nature because (laughs) not only are we in this space where we have to buy new shirts because they wear uniforms. It's public school here, but they wear uniforms. The new shirts, but I was mentioning to Lamont before we recorded that, you know, he had to get new shoes at the top of the the school year so he wore his shoes maybe a week and a half before we had to get him new shoes because they were too tight and so we were we were just kind of shooting shoot the breeze about shoes and so I asked the question because really I we are more I will speak for me I am more than privileged when it comes to getting the things that our children need if they need something we can go out and go grab it if they want something, we can go out and go grab it. But we've kind of level set on our expectation. Our kids are not wanting like yacht trips. Like, you know what I'm saying? They want an extra stuffy. I recognize that we are blessed and I recognize that it's a privilege. And so my question out loud was, what do parents do when you can't afford new shirts or shoes because your child has just outgrown everything? And Lamont was sharing with me his his shoe journey. Do you mind sharing it with everyone? No, it's good. I can do that. So um, for those who don't know, I wear a size 15 shoe. Um, My shoe size went with my age pretty much every year of my life until 15. So of course you can imagine uh, by the time I was 16, I was praying that it had stopped. Luckily it did. But when Vicky asked that question, I kind of flashed back through my childhood and Um, I can remember um, initially being able to buy shoes at any location because I had a normal size shoe when I was a kid. It was easy to find shoes. But as my my foot continued to grow, as I continued to grow and and become taller, um, I ended up eventually having to switch to shoes that came from Shoe Carnival, moved on to Kmart and had to start um, getting Shaq's. Shaq's shoes were always very affordable and he made shoes that their sizes spanned a lot wider because he wanted to make sure that everybody had an option to buy shoes. Um, Eventually it got to a point where sometimes we would get shoes through a school drive type thing where a teacher from my um, elementary school, I remember um, took me to go buy shoes at Sears right around Christmas time because we couldn't afford to get shoes. So they took me to go get, um, a size of shoes. I think it was size 10s at the time. I'm 10 years old, fifth grade, getting size 10 shoes. And they, I remember them getting me a coat. And when Vicky had asked that about, you know, how do you, like, how do the parents who can't afford it do it? And that's what happens is you go through uh, Goodwill or other services. And just like she said, I am blessed 
in the current situation that I've been in and raising my children with my wife that anything my kids need as well, we're able to immediately go get or order. So it's, um, I'm very happy to say that we're in that um, position, but I don't forget that there are the people who do not, um, who are not as fortunate, if you will. And, um, you know, it's very interesting to kind of reflect on in this moment. So one thing that Lamont mentioned earlier was that if you're local back in the day, there was the Galleria and that Galleria at the top floor was a very well-known shoe store. Like, let me tell you how well-known I had a cousin who was a manager there and my brother worked there like well-known shoe store, national chain, right? maybe not depending on when you listen and it's getting rough out there in them streets that national chain may not be there no more but national chain right i'll help you out black and white stripes there you go 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 be great try to figure that out right (laughs) and so luan's telling the story about how you know when he was younger he could go to that that national chain store at the galleria and get some some shoes there probably you know they weren't I don't even know the Jordans of the time, but they they had a check. There you go. They 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 were name brand. Yeah, they had a Nike check. So yeah. the whole time he's telling that story, yeah. I'm apparently forgetting around my own damn childhood. I was 14 years old for the first time I got a name brand pair of shoes, and they came from uh, the woman who lived down the street. At this time, I thought she was a woman, but probably a teenager. She was getting rid of some of her old stuff. She had a pair of Nikes. I wore the heck out of them. I was like 14 years old. So back in the day, mm. we had Payless, Payless Shoe Source. That is where every pair of my shoes ever came from. XJ900s, Pro Wings, like those were the brand name shoes. The XJ900, I thought I was, I was it. At some point, I went to Catholic school, and so everyone back then had Eastlands, like these leather slip-on shoes, right? I wanted some of them so bad. I had coasters, like, because that was the Payless brand equivalent. They were called coasters, and instead of having the Eastland tag on the Mm. side of the slip-on, they had the green coasters tag. Man, I used to try to cut that tag off so, like, people couldn't know. The first brand-new pair of tennis shoes I got were also at the Galleria, also at that mall after I got a job. I got a pair of black and white, black on white Dan Cortez's. Y'all could not tell mm. me nothing. <laughs> that was like 1996, mm. 95, 96. Y'all couldn't tell me nothing. That was my second pair of shoes, neighboring shoes. Other than that, so how do poor people do it? Well, I my mother was alive. We only got our stuff from like I think they're called Goodwill, but ours is DAV. There was a DAV downtown. Mm. Y'all don't ask me what it stands for, but oh, it's yeah. it's discounted clothing. It's the same thing as Goodwill, but closer to the house. And so we used to do all the consignment shopping, all the things especially before I was 10. And then we just, you just went without. Like, legitimately, you went without. And it, it makes me think about a whole lot of things. But your shoe story made me think, like, what am I fronting about? What did, what, what did we do? You wore those mugs, your feet hurt. And then when you got your Payless shoes, you was happy. <laughs> I could run faster, jump higher. 
with this cord- cardboard stuck to my feet. I listen. <laughs> Somebody knows what pro wings are. Someone knows what those extra. And then, like, I would watch Nickelodeon back then and just salivate at the thought of mm. LA gear and British nights. Oh, man. Yo, a chokehold. Listen, when you would see somebody in them light up shoes in your school, oh, man. That, that hurt a part of me. Like, I just wanted them so bad. Like, it's funny. If I saw a pair of LA gears now, I'd probably feign like I was going to get them. But I think it would be wild as hell to have some size 15 LA gears on as a grown man. But I don't know if it's British Knights or LA gear, which one I've like seen, like you can still get. But if you're ever listening and you want to send a sister pair of shoes, go ahead and get those in a women's 11 or a 10 wide. Because, you know, the, it's the wide part. Because I, I would rock them. I'd rock them in a heartbeat. It would be a, a dream fulfilled having those shoes. And I know that sounds so weird, but I don't know. So I, I will say this advice to parents out there struggling. And I say this as a kid who raised in a struggled environment, despite some of my antics and stories. Some of us won't even remember. Like I I had to be forced to remember because I was listening to the story like, oh, yeah, we went to Payless. Girl, I ain't had no name brand shoes. Like your kids won't remember all the things they really, really won't. Some of them they will. Like it, it is what it is because you have your own memories. Because I'm imagining if you've experienced this, there may be some generational experiences of not having more than enough or or just barely being able to get all your needs met. Like keep pushing and keep trying. Your and your kids are not going to appreciate it until they're adults. Children are not made to be appreciative human beings. 27, 27 years old. If your kids act like gracious, appreciative human beings before the age 27, consider it amazing. Age 25 is when their brain's fully developed. So like they're never going to appreciate your sacrifice, that you get up early in the morning, that you're the only one doing it. They're not going to appreciate that you have their food ready or that you are their clothes or you talk to their teacher. They're never going to appreciate it. They're not. I did this for you. Well, they don't know to be appreciative of that. They don't know it could be much worse. And some of y'all are in much worse conditions and they do know. Be kind. Don't act like they're ignorant. They they recognize it's, it's hard and it's impoverished and it's going to impact them. So let's not pretend like don't get mad at them because they want something. They're a child. Don't get mad at them because their feet grew. Don't get mad at them. This is what happens. Now you, you just need to have an honest conversation like, yo, yo, like we're going to duct tape this, baby. I, I apologize. I, I ain't got nothing for you. But anyway, anyway, I just thought it was an interesting story. Our children live a completely different lifestyle than one that I could have possibly imagined for myself as a child. Yeah. Everything they need and most of the things that they want. And so I am thankful that today that I can say that. I don't know what a year will bring. Like I could lose my job tomorrow and then be like, okay, starting over again. So by no means do I feel like I am better than, because again, I could hit my head tomorrow and lose all my memories and hey, we struggling up in this piece. So anyway, anyway, that, that's probably took a darker turn than it needs to be. So let's jump into our very first confession for this episode. This one is titled, the, My Boyfriend Thinks He's Feeding the Neighborhood Stray Cat. 
Today I learned he's actually feeding possums. The lockdown was really getting to him. Recently, we noticed that there was a family of stray cats that lived near us. He started putting food out for them every single night. Occasionally, he'll peek out the window to see if they're out there. He has never seen them eat the food, but the bowl is always empty. He worries about whether they're eating enough and if they know how to cross the street safely. It's so very cute. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to be honest. Like, why y'all even try to feed stray animals? Like, I'm and get them mood so they can get some like help or something. But like, uh, anyway, that's just me. Because you know why? Because anything could be eating that food. You might be feeding cats, but really feeding the rats. Sorry. So today I was on my way home and I walked over to check the food. I saw an enormous possum just devouring. He had such a sense of purpose taking care of the cats and I don't want to ruin it. So you guys are the only ones that I am telling. There's an update. Update for anyone uh, creeping my profile and reading this way later. He found out about the possums. There are probably two or three of them. Ugh. And we found out that they actually live in the same little area with the cats. The cats have gotten a lot more friendly, but the possums remain skittish. Every time he sees a possum, he excitedly sends me a text and picture. There's also a skunk, and he loves every single animal that comes to eat the food we put out. Okay, Lamont, I'm sorry. It's on you, Lamont. What are your thoughts? Okay, so, like, it's weird. Initially, as she was telling it, I was like, oh, his intentions are really, like, nice. He has good intentions. He's trying to feed them. And I was trying to think of how to describe this person, because in my head, there's this um, archetype that I have for this type of person. They're, like, the person who, whenever they see anyone's pet dog, they want to pet the dog. Um, They're the type to go to feeder supply and just view the birds in the cages, um, things like that. It's also giving me like this connection to like, um, I'm trying to remember which Disney character it was. Yes. I'm I'm thinking it's Snow White. Yeah. This one's, it's not a crazy confession. I'm not going to lie. It's disgusting. I'm I'm not fooling with, with possums. Uh, I, I can't do it. I mean, it's it's a very mild truth, but it's definitely gonna irritate some other people because it's possums. Like that's a that's a thing. Uh, they're not the most friendly animals, from what I've seen. Let me ask you something. It's kind of an aside. I remember hearing years ago, years ago, and it's about them that there's a difference between possums and opossums. Is that a thing, or is it just that someone was messing up? Like, or is, is that colloquial? No, no. It's okay. okay. So. You okay. spell O possums are begin with the letter O. That's just what it is. It's called a possum, but right, the right, O right. is just silent. Now, if I'm wrong, it could be happening. Oh no! Uh, so according to Grammarly, opossums and possums are different animals. Opossums live in North and South America, while possums live in Australia and other countries. So what we see here is opossums. That's probably why. I have this in my head that it's always opossum because that's what it is. It's how you spell it here in North mm-hmm. America. Right. Australia is a beautiful place. Parts of me wants to go visit. Other parts of me scared shitless. Like I feel like that's just the land of the dinosaurs. I feel like I go back there. Anything can get me. So their possums may not even be. Listen, 
I'm gonna say this about an opossum. <laughs> F that. I don't know why it's. I think they're marsupial mm. as well, right? Their their babies go into the little. Po- Listen, one time Anthony, my husband was taking the dogs out. We have a deck. Went out there. I was sitting on. The, I was sitting in the living room. So he goes out there with the dog, and all of a sudden he and the dog like just. Scatter back in, like he's like, there's a possum out there. I was like, <laughs> in my head, I thought, mm, guess we don't have a deck anymore because I ain't going back out there. I, and so, what I would do when I had to take the dog out is like be hitting the door, like making a lot of noise so that if it was out there, it would be scared and run. Like I'm coming outside. I'm coming out. <laughs> so, listen. <laughs> Irrational fears run heavy in my soul. Uh, possums are one opossum, possum, your mama's possum. Listen, postpostum, whatever. No, not postpostum. No, for me, it's a no. For, I don't need to see a pic. We have a friend of a friend who's afraid of a winged creature. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing wrong with this winged creature. It's a, it's a beautiful winged creature. The level of fear I have for like a, a a possum and it's probably on par with this winged creature. Like I, I can't do it. I, I choose not to do it. Mm-mm. But the thing is, you know, we don't, I live in the urban area and it's not that often that I have to concern myself with that, but it would win every time. The existence in my head is so disgusting. It will win every time. It can have the woods. It can have the house. It can have the car. Whatever it needs. Because I'm done. Like, oh, you want that? <laughs> Shorts. Shorts. <laughs> serious as a fact. So you're just going to check out? <laughs> Listen. I, true story. Not 24 hours ago. I'm in my office. Like where I'm at right now. Oh, and I got a new chair. Look at my chair. So I'm in my chair. I'm facing this direction. My door is over here, facing this direction. So so those who can't see me, I apologize. I'm facing the right. So I'm at my desk. My chair is facing my desk. My, But I am facing away from the door into my office. And I have on headphones. And I'm jamming to music. And I'm middle of playing a game on my phone. Like, I'm all the way out tune. Apparently, my spouse had come, like, dropped in on me on the a thing from Bezos equipment. If I say the name, it's going to chime. Uh, we like to call it old girl. So uh, he, he tried to drop in via old girl. Then he decides to come in. And he comes down, knocks, apparently. Didn't hear him. Opens the door. Didn't hear him. Then he yells my name. And I jumped so hard my soul left my body and he started talking i was like you need to wake i need to gather myself i i was like i'm still not gathered like my whole body just broke apart of fear like i'm not gathered i'm seriously took two to three minutes to just and two to three minutes is a long time when somebody's trying to talk to you go do go do two minutes yeah. like hold on hold on let me gather myself 
I, I, I took deep breaths so that I could function. <laughs> that is how I feel about a possum. Mm. Th- I'm going to die, y'all. We know fight, flight, or freeze. I said, Anthony, if you came in here wielding a knife or a gun, you would have gotten me before I would have been able to respond because I would have had to gather myself. Like, there's a masked murderer right here, and I'm like, could you please wait to <laughs> a beat? I must gather myself because you've just now scared me witless. Uh, do you mind gathering? So anyway, it, all of that is really random, but I'm just relating it to my real life of why are you out there trying to feed the animals? Rats can come up there and you talk about skunks. Have you ever smelled a skunk? Have you ever been around somebody who's been sprayed by a skunk? I went to a college campus where skunks were everywhere. One poor guy actually became skunk boy. Like we only know, I don't know this man's name. He is skunk boy. That is his name. I have no idea where he lives. All I know is what his face looks like after he tripped and fell trying to run from the skunks. Skunk boy. Terrible. I'm I'm just, I say a whole lot of crazy things really, really fast. All that to say, stop feeding animals. If you want a hobby, go feed the homeless. Like, why are you putting food out there? I might have to set my house on fire if three possums were sitting on my deck eating food. I was like, okay. Okay. Don't know about the arson charges, but I would try to, like, listen. After I got out of my catatonic state of freezing, I the only thing that I could do to unfreeze myself was start a fire. And so that is what I did, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. I started a fire because I was frozen. So you're representing yourself in this case. I, I'm gonna need to because ain't nobody else gonna be able to deal with my shit. Mm. Like, no, seriously, just scare me. Just scare me. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, did you shoot. give this a rating? Yeah, um, I said it's definitely it's a poblano because it's gonna irritate. It is gonna irritate others. Um, but what about I'm going to chili. Why the fuck are you putting food outside mm. so animals can come and get it in a space where you're bringing all kinds of... Sh- what happens when the when the coyote decides to show up? Like, listen, go to a petting zoo, pick up a hobby, learn to cross-stitch, <laughs> don't leave food out, just random... And, and where are you living where are you at where four possums, some stray cats, a freaking uh, llama? Okay, it wasn't a llama. I can't think of a skunk. Like, what are you? I'm joking about the llama. But what are you? where are you living at? You out here in the woods? Like, what else is going to creep out of there and cry, grab something? You're going to find Chester, the train bandit, the hobo, who's been living in the woods, coming out there getting some food. You're going to be feeding all of them. Hobo, Chester, the lion. His friend, the bear, like just stop. Just you get a Thai chili. Don't <laughs> not his friend, I, the bear. And I know it sounds so dramatic. It, it was the possums. I, I kid you not. He could have been like, "Oh, beautiful birds," and maybe, maybe I'd be like, "Oh, that's cute." Possums soured it all for me. It. You got possums. You you out here putting possum bait, right? And then what happens when the raccoons get involved? Because they get serious. They will open your car door. They will be able to unlock shit and open up bins and, and look for shit. Excuse my language. And come in and read your CD selection and like, oh, I don't like this one. Throw it around. And they're bandits. You say CD Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's still? 
you know what? And I know people are going to be like, that's so sidetracked, but I can't help it. I know it's true. There's somebody still out there opening up their big binder of CDs to get, you know, to get their playlist together. And I, it seems so long ago, but it really okay. wasn't. We are going to wow. get sidetracked. So we're probably going to be Dang. short of confession this episode, guys. But kid you not. So I'm at my uncle's house on Saturday. Okay. At my uncle's house. Just to, just literally, I'm in the neighborhood. I never get to say that. Like, I'm in the neighborhood. Can I stop by? So I'm on the front porch with some of the distinguished women of family uh, that are there. And they get to talking about technology. Briefly, like this wasn't a whole conversation. So if they're listening, like I just picked up on one of the things of this entire conversation. So this is not shade. It is just funny as shit to me. And so one of the, I guess the mother, so she's like a grandmother-ish. Like she's the mother to my aunt. So whatever. She talks about, she don't trust that Facebook marketplace. She, if it ain't in the newspaper, she ain't getting it. Mm. And I thought, oh my, how? I ain't seen the newspaper in 10 years. Do they still make that kindling? Like back in the day, the newspapers is what I would use to wrap up my house. Now we're getting bubble wrap and, and cardboard. And then like, like anybody know where you can get newspaper? But there's a whole demographic of people who don't trust anything online and will only use the classifieds. And I'm saying that if you have a business venture in mind, don't forget about there's an entire demographic of people that don't trust shit, that are still using their CDs, they're still using their VHSs, they're still using, I bet you if you were a VHS repairman, you could kill. You could make so much money. Mm. I don't know. That was sidetracked. I know, but that's what made me leak there. Because uh, I was ordering like, yeah, you upset about Facebook Marketplace? Like, I don't trust that. I don't. I don't trust it. I give me the classifieds. Like, I guess if you're taking all this time to put in a classified, you you legit. I don't even know. Lamont, do you want to take it okay. for your first confession? All right. So. <laughs> The title of my confession is Ghosted After Playing Dead During Sex. So I, female, 22 years old, was talking to this guy from Tinder for a couple of months, but we couldn't really meet due to outside circumstances, distance and university. We decided to meet up one weekend, super last minute. I was going home for the weekend and he offered to pick me up. We went back to his place and did what had to be done. I was laying on my back and he was choking me and making eye contact. But it was my first time and I kind of got nervous, so I thought it'd be funny to start playing dead. I closed my eyes, turned my head to the side, stopped making noise, and became limp. I even stuck my tongue out to add to the bit, but after some awkward silence, I realized he either A, didn't realize what I was doing, or B, thought it wasn't funny. I got really embarrassed and went back to having sex, and the day after, he ghosted me. I'm so fucking embarrassed. Like, okay. That is a very funny story. Because what I just heard you say, you played dead during sex. I want to know, did the dude keep going? Did he stop? Like, when did you recognize, like, this is not working out for him at the moment. Like, he's not here. Now I'm trying to picture that. I don't know how to picture that. Like, I'm with my husband intimately that all of a sudden, well, you know what? There's probably a lot of y'all listening that are already a dead fish. You already played dead in the bed. So some of y'all, this is really nothing. This is y'all just mm. as bro as a, it, 
Is that as inappropriate? As inappropriate. I went too far. The ter- the other term for that is a pillow princess. Oh, I never heard that term they, before. Yeah, they just lay there. Well. Yeah, I, I just heard it recently. Learning some new things. Cool. Yeah, it's a bell pepper. It, funny though like there would be so many stories like i feel like she should have went all out she should have made the noise she should have did a death rattle like the whole thing she should have done the whole thing like i can see how you'd be embarrassed but he wasn't too embarrassed he kept going until he's like i i'm I'm ghosting her but maybe that was his plan anyway maybe had nothing to do with you playing dead but simply he just you met on twitter y'all smashed it a smash mask and you know, he got what he needed and he saw you as a possum and ran away. No, I mean, she said there was an awkward silence. So it could be that he stopped because he thought it, you know, was weird. And then she said she got really embarrassed and went back to having sex. So I was like, like you said, I was trying to get that image in my head of somebody being like, eh, and faking like they were out. And like, did Brug just stop? From what it sounds like she said, it's like he was going and then she did this and he kind of was like, he paused. And so there's questions of how the imagery is. Like, did he, did he disengage? Did yeah, yeah, catch what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. Did he disengage? I... Um, or did he just stay engaged and just look at her real funny? And then she kind of looked up and noticed that it was just quiet and he was just kind of just there. And then she was like, because how do you go back to re, re-engaging? After, well, I don't, I don't know. know. Like, so, like, I don't know it's what different. the baton handoff is for choking. Like, if you out here choking me anyway, I don't know what the baton handoff is. Like, are you, are we in there and I'm getting choked? Did we just decide to stop for a second, choke shit out of me? Then we going back to it? Like, I don't know the choke etiquette. If anybody knows the choke etiquette, why don't you put the choke etiquette in our <laughs> on our comment section? Like wherever you listen, tell us. Like, what's the choking etiquette? Like when you choke, you're supposed to be engaged or not engaged. Do you and do you do straight eyes? Like do you look somebody in the eye when you when you do that? Like do you eyeball them unblinkingly? Like I don't know choke etiquette. If someone could tell me choke etiquette, yeah, just tell me what that is. Use our Facebook group, Pick Truth, and say, hey, this is what choke etiquette is. Uh, let me know because I don't know it. Hey, co-host, hey. do you know, can you give me any information about choke etiquette? Like what's proper choking? Et- do you look them in the eye? Do you, <laughs> do you mumble things when you do it? Like, I, I, <laughs> get, ah, I hate I you. Like, what do you, what's the. No, that, that sounds a little bit more aggressive than I've, I've ever even understood uh, for it. I've, I'm aware of some of it. Um, not to that level. Um, I do know that it's usually during engagement. And it's not um, it's not so much fully on the front part of the neck. It's more the side. Um, you're not trying to actually cut someone's air supply off and have them pass out. Um, so that's about as far as I know. Um, I know it gets a little bit more in depth than that. Um, I won't say I've never tried it, but it was very introductory. Kind of felt a little scared. I ain't going to comment. <laughs> And I, I won't comment. That will be me not commenting. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and jump over to our next episode, our next confession of this episode. This one is titled, Am I the asshole for telling my mother I won't pay taxes or their paid off home? So both my parents are old enough to retire and collect social security and their pensions. My brother, 43 years old, has a full-time job and uses three of the four bedrooms at my parents' home. 
one room for himself, two others for his kids. My brother pays $1,200 a month to my parents for rent. The normal rent for a three-bedroom home in this area is $2,300 and up. My parents just paid off the house two months ago. They are now asking my sister and me to help out with paying the taxes. My parents have told me I will receive 25% ownership of the house. My brother living with them, 50%, and my other sister, 25%, after their pass. No favoritism there. I told my brother, how much do you need so I can pay 25% of the taxes? He said, I don't know. My mother then said, your father and I want to retire and would like you, your brother and sister, to pay the taxes. I asked if the rent my brother pays isn't enough. My brother never moved out of the house and has just been leeching off my parents his whole life. My mother defended him because he takes care of the errands. Then proceeded to tell me to lower the child support I pay my ex-wife, whom I have two boys with. I said, let me get this straight. You want to mess my kids over just so that my brother and his kids can live a better life? Or did you prefer that I take money out of my retirement account, get penalties and all, to keep coddling my brother? I'm sorry, but I will not continue to enable him like you have all these years. I have my own family and bills to take care of. Am I the asshole? No. And what would you rate it? (laughs) No. Um, No, you're not the asshole, in my opinion. Um, Let me first start by saying when it comes to family, I understand um, family. There's this, you know, there's sayings and things that go along the lines of, you know, family's supposed to be able to, to depend on each other and lean on each other in times of need. But this sounds more like the brother has a certain living situation that has afforded him the ability to stay at home with his parents um, and to pay portion of what he would potentially be paying if he were outside of their home to cover himself and his living expenses. In this case, now they are, while they are offering the uh, the brother who is the confessor uh, 25%, they are basically asking him to take these, take something away from either, as he said, his own retirement or his children uh, to help facilitate this. As far as his confession, to me, it's a bell pepper as far as I'm concerned. Um, I am judging the parents a lot more. Um, For me, at that point, it is a jalapeno. I'm giving them the side eye uh, that they would ask. I'm also not surprised um, that parents would tend to ask something like that. Um, sometimes there is this, um, this image that parents tend to have with their kids of them being a certain age and always being able to communicate with their children at a certain age, rather than recognizing them as adults and communicating with them in a way that understood, that understands that I don't have to follow your rules. You do not dictate what I do. I am an adult, especially at the age of an adult, and you have to ask of me to do things. It is not a requirement of me to fulfill your request if they are outside of what I've already agreed to do. That's pretty much my uh, stance on that. So like I said, for him, it's a bell pepper. I don't think he's an asshole for it. And as far as the parents, um, I would say to me, it's a jalapeno. So this is very interesting. I'm curious as to what gives people the audacity to ask others for things that I feel like are outlandish. You know, like, I can't imagine going to your house asking, hey, can you put in on my car note? 
and mm. being serious about my card note. And I, and I know that everyone comes from different cultures and different expectations within their family dynamic and their family structure. This one right here. Yeah, I can't relate to family dynamics and structure because I didn't have a mom and dad and have a, a, a nuclear family that like most typical people do. I have that now in the family that I've created and cultivated. But this makes no sense to me. Hmm. How do you ask somebody for something like that? Yeah, so to the original poster, absolutely, it is a bell pepper. But again, I wonder culturally if he hmm. is, if there's a cultural norm that he's not adhering to that within those societal expectations that others are upset. Like there may be, you're the younger brother. I'm not sure. I can't remember his age, but you're the younger brother. You're supposed to do this. And the older brother is supposed to get this. And this is just the way that we do dynamic family structures. But yeah, it's a maltruth. I'm like, man, you know, throw the deuces. And if he lives there, make him do it. Like, I don't know. I just feel like then here's another thing. I'm saying this, but ain't nobody ever left me shit. Mm. So, like, I don't know what expectations are, are put on people that, hey, I'm leaving you something. You know it's going to be yours. You go ahead and pay the uh, the insurance, but not, not the insurance, but the taxes. But then there's still no guarantee that it's mine. There's still no guarantee that the will be executed as it's supposed to. Or I don't do something in a year or two that pisses you off so bad. Because, I mean, you got the gall and audacity to ask me to pay for taxes on a place that I'm not living at and to short my own kids your grandchildren so ain't no telling you could just get mad at me and take it away so i've been paying taxes for years f that now the audacity of the parents and the audacity of the brother to even because i'd be like don't even ask that mom it's crazy i'm probably gonna give you a jalapeno i'm giving you the straight side eye like i'm damn near judging you so very spicy jalapeno where i'm giving you the side eye saying like what makes you so important that that's an appropriate ask for anybody? Mm. You take care of your kids. I'll take care of mine. That's because he runs errands. If you don't errand these nuts. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. What's your confession you got? All right. My final confession for today is titled, I cannot sleep without the thought frog. There are obviously a lot of ways to fall asleep. Some people read, some people count sheep. And some people think of absolutely nothing. I have the thought frog. For as long as I can remember, there's been a presence in my head that I've just referred to as the thought frog. Whenever I'm ready to go to sleep, I imagine him slowly licking every part of my brain to cleanse my thoughts before I sleep. I feel him lick away all of the day's stresses, all of my ideas, and eventually my consciousness. It's gotten to a point where if I try to fall asleep without letting him into my mind, it's absolutely futile. The only way for me to sleep is to let him have his way. I consider it a mutualistic relationship in that sense. He gets whatever he wants out of licking at my mind and I get to fall asleep quickly and peacefully. Sometimes I wonder if his constant licking will one day give me dementia. It started randomly. One day he just materialized in my mind's eye and said, are you ready? <laughs> sorry sorry no sorry. you're good <clears throat> i'm trying i'm trying I'm trying to hold this together but did you just say your thought frog barry white why did you it was like are you ready okay I, but are you ready for me to lick you okay carry on carry mm. on 
These days, he only speaks to me occasionally. He'll comment on one thought or another and will sometimes judge me. Even though he says some pretty hurtful things, that's a disgusting idea. You think you're worth that much? Why would they ever like you? I appreciate what he does for me. I've started to wonder if he's a gift from beyond since to help me take control of my mind before I drift off. I feel like he's too real to just be something I've completely invented inside my head. The thing that inspired me to make this post is he seems to be penetrating into my waking world. Kind of like Freddy Krueger, I guess. He's often in my dreams because he's a daily part of my life. But now sometimes I'll think I see him on a fence or a tree somewhere. But when I look closer, there's nothing. Occasionally, I'll go outside and look for him. Whenever I do see frogs, I'll stare at every little detail of their bodies to make sure they're not him. I'm not sure what I'd do if I really did see him. If I hurt him in any way, I'm sure I'd never sleep again. I'd probably just let him be. I get pretty bad anxiety thinking that he'll leave me and I won't be able to sleep again. His appearance as I fall asleep is not voluntary, so if he one day disappeared, I would have no way of getting him back. I picture my little green companion walking off and I can feel my heart race increase. Maybe more so than worry is the thought of the grief I'd feel upon losing a friend. It's hard to believe I could consider something entirely in my mind a friend, let alone a frog. Am I crazy? Are you crazy? I would say that it is an atypical behavior to have a thought frog lick you to sleep. I've been licked to sleep before, but not my brain. I don't even know part of me wants to say like if this is your confession thank you for sharing talk to someone about what you're seeing I don't know if that's something that is as typical as may be necessary because the anxiety that you have over losing your imaginary frog that's going to slowly lick you down But, but, but when he said he first appeared he was like you ready it's like, I feel like he's being molested. Like the yeah. way that, that was being described, it was like he had no control. And and I wonder, listen, I'm not judging you. I'm, I'm not judging you. Um, I do think you should share this. I think you should share it with a therapist because I'm just concerned. Because what would you do if you fall, found your thought frog like out there on the fence for real? Like, I don't, I really need to know how old you are. I'm I'm going to give you a poblano because your truth could irritate others. Like, I'm, I'm not going to front. You could irritate some others. But, like, real talk, I got more questions than you could possibly imagine. I legitimately have so many questions. Like, what does it feel like when he's licking your thoughts away? It, he licks you to sleep every night. And then you just start showing up in the day. Like, I'd be concerned you might be having some hallucinations. And you might want to talk to some. But, like, Lamont, can you imagine... <laughs> Something like just licking you to sleep. Your your brain. Your your brain. <laughs> right, 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 right. My brain. Sleep. Like Yeah. Uh, no. yeah. That's weird shit, dude. I, I I can't front. Like I'm trying to make this poli- that's some weird the the frog thought. Like, yo, I how'd you get to sleep? That frog thought. I got that frog thought. You know, <laughs> like it, it seems so crazy. And abusive for that frog, and also abusive. He literally said that at one point the frog is like, "That's a disgusting idea. You think you're worth that much? Why would they ever like you?" 
Right. I, you know what? That did kind of, I remember that. And, and I thought like, why the thought frog and asshole? If you're going to lick my thoughts, just lick my thoughts and don't talk to me. I don't want you doing anything but licking and going away. If you're doing more than licking and, and making sure that you've taken away my day's stress so that I could go to sleep, then I don't want you thought frog. I want that thought frog every night. <laughs> I want that thought frog. Help me go to sleep. I'm going to give you a round of applause because the way you said that, of course, we all know if you cut that part out by itself, <laughs> sounds completely different. And <laughs> it, it, it does feel like he was being taken advantage of. Like the yeah. way that he would describe it in the, in the beginning, it was just like, I imagine him slowly licking every part of my brain. Yeah, it was almost sexual in a way. To cleanse it. What are they cleansing it from? Like, yo, I hope I don't ever get so high in my lifetime that I think I see a thought frog licking me. I don't. I ain't into bestiality like that. I I don't want a thought frog like that. But now it's a new euphemism for me. You got that thought frog? (laughs) Just lick me till I go to sleep. Thought frog, what would you rate this? Yeah, um, like you said, I'm not gonna say it's it's something that you should keep to yourself. You should definitely tell a therapist about this. I got more hung up on the fact that he said that he would see it walk away, like frogs hop away, right? I know that's like the most irrelevant part of this story, but he said it and I hung on that part. They they don't they don't walk per se. They also don't lick they don't lick you till you sleep well i have not experienced that but i've never owned a frog that's a frog no we're talking about a frog we're not talking about a thought frog Mm. thought frogs and a frog just like a possum and opossum they different (laughs) come on come on i apologize right it's the animal planet episode our apologies we out here confusing it the thought frog okay he could possibly walk first of all he's licking brains and getting thoughts, all that. And then he said that this thought fraud could give him dementia. You should not keep this a secret. You should talk to someone. You should get a neurologist. You should get a couple of people's assistants to get help with this because that thought frog is going to lick you senseless. And that's just terrifying. The song that comes to head in my mind is, I want to lick you up and down till you say stop. I don't know. I seen I Kermit the Frog saying play it. With your body, baby. <laughs> I want to play with your body, baby. Make mm. you real hot. I want to do all the things you want me to do. Because tonight, baby, I want to get froggy with you. Baby, don't stop. Okay, I, I, I won't go into the whole song. For some of y'all, like, what song is that? I don't know. <laughs> I know the lyrics came to my head, but I'll what is that? Oh, oh freak me, silk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, yeah. silk, freak me. Mm. Now it's gonna thought frog me. <laughs> <laughs> Lick out my cares. I'm thinking I'd have to be high on mushrooms or something for me to see a thought frog. Mm. Like, and I've never done mushrooms, and I would love, but I have been banned from trying those types of things from my husband. And he says that uh, if I try it, uh, I can't be at home. He can't be around. Mm. 
and he don't want to hear none of the bullshit. We know that I'm allergic to shit like Benadryl. So I shouldn't be out there trying to experiment. So I've never experimented with mushrooms. But I imagine now if I have a mushroom experience, I'm going to see a thought frog. I'm like, <laughs> lick my brain. Make me go to sleep, thought frog. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough in the window for this episode of Pick Truth. Uh, if you haven't done so already, go check out our website. It's Pick Truth podcast.com yeah www.picktruthpodcast.com um subscribe wherever you do and then send this to a couple of friends if you've not done so already please join the facebook group pick truth that's the name of the facebook group we talked about that earlier go ahead and tell us all your thoughts in that space because we got possums and and bear and frogs and shit real on this episode heavy (laughs) Um, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oh, yeah. And don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. Catch you next Later. time. We can't pick truth without you. Send us your truths at picktruthmail at post.com to see if you can bring the heat. <laughs> <laughs>